Human beings are amazing. People don't realize and appreciate what they are, why they matter, how powerful they can be. People can be wise, they can accomplish great things. That includes you. You don't think of yourself that way, but you should. That doesn't mean it's automatic, but it's possible for you. You don't have to be a quote genius or a quote great man. You don't have to hope that that somehow happens to you in order to do something great. You can choose to do something great. Lots of kids think they'll be awesome later if they expect it at all. They don't think they can do great things now. And then they wait for it to happen and it never happens. And then they start serving coffee. And then they know they're nothing special. They know they're not an Einstein. And then because they know they're not an Einstein, they won't try to be one. They'll, they won't read many books. They won't try to make themselves awesome. They won't do much to be awesome. They're not Einstein, so they won't act like Einstein. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Some people have dreams and passions. They talk about it, and then they start a restaurant and they cook some food. But that's not important. It's okay. I don't have anything against it, really, but it's, it's nothing special. Humans can do so much more than that. Religion knows something about this. Religion gives humanity a special place in the world. But modern, skeptical culture, people are secular, and they, they don't believe a lot of the old stories that have wisdom in them. And they think humans are no different than animals, which is false. And they think humans are just chemical scum on an unimportant planet off to the side of an unimportant typical galaxy in a giant universe full of galaxies. And that's completely wrong, because humans can make a difference even on a cosmic scale. If you want to know what is the future of the galaxy, what will this star be like, in a million years? What will this planet be like in a million years? You don't just need to know about physics and astronomy and chemistry and so on and how stars work. You need to also know about humans because humans might go there and change it. If you want to make a prediction about anything that humans could affect, then you have to know the properties of it and also the properties of humans. People should tell their kids that human beings are sacred. You have a divine soul. It's a metaphor. It's not a literal divine soul, but it's a good metaphor. You were born with a birthright that you are a demigod who can move heaven and earth. I'm completely serious. Like, people don't take these things seriously. They, they just think that they're this little pathetic being and they're so caught up in their day-to-day -day problems, but people understand that if we built an AI, that would be kind of impressive and important and matter. But every time you have a ch child, you're also creating an intelligence. It's the same thing as an AI. You are a universal knowledge creator. It means you have the capability to know anything that can be known. Not just by any human, but by any being of any kind, any alien, any computer, any AI. Anything that can be known, you can know it.
That is what your brain does. And that's fucking impressive and powerful. And that that's not true of a cow or a bird, but it is true of a person. And knowledge is power. It really is. That's an enlightenment saying from Bacon. And it's and, and people pay lip service to it now, but they don't really think about it and take it seriously. Like, people will say, yeah, yeah, knowledge is power, but how much time do they spend at the library? How much time do they spend reading books? And if they do read any books, how much are they reading nonfiction books? How much are they actually trying to learn things? How much do they read about knowledge itself? There are books that tell you what is knowledge, how do you get knowledge, how do you learn better? There are thinkers who thought about that, like Karl Popper. How many people read that? How many people care? How many people really want to know that? How many, how many people take seriously that knowledge is power? I mean, I think they want power. I think not everyone, but a lot of people would like power. So I think it's that they don't really believe knowledge is power. They don't take it seriously. They're not really after knowledge. And by the way, there's different types of power. There's like political power, the power to order people around. And of course, a lot of people don't want that because they're decent people. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about controlling reality, controlling nature, like, like science and technology gives you power over the world. Like air conditioning is powerful. It lets you change your environment and make it better. A refrigerator is a type of power. A spaceship is a type of power. Electric light bulbs let you read at night. You know, that's power. Things like that are good. And people want those. People like those things. That's not really, like, controversial. If you learn enough, and you run your life efficiently, and you deal with your problems instead of avoiding them, you can be a great person. You can do great things. There's nothing to stop you. What's going to stop you? Like, if you lived in North Korea, there's something to stop you. If you lived in China, there's things to get in your way. Although you can still do great stuff if you're Chinese. If you're a North Korean, you know, maybe not. But, you know, my audience is people who speak English and have internet access. Like, you guys all have lots of freedom. You have computers. You have some money. You could do awesome things. You don't have a government that's going to throw you in the gulag if you try to do something great. You have to, you have to try, though. Like... Problems will come up in your life. That's what gets in your way, is you have problems. You know, things go wrong, and you need to deal with them. And if you don't deal with them, they'll build up, and your life will get worse and worse. And if you got thousands and thousands of problems overwhelming you, then you'll be so dragged down that you won't be able to do great things. And that's, even that, you can come back from. It's, you know, you can, you can still make a comeback, but it's a lot harder. And you would have to make a comeback before you can do great things if you get in that situation where you're overwhelmed with so many problems that you're lowering your standards and you're learning how to live in a chronic suffering situation rather than solve your problems. If you get so far behind on solving your problems that you just give up on it, and you're like, I can't solve all my problems. What, what else can I do? How, do? how do I do something else? You know, that's bad. And then you're not so powerful anymore. But even then, you can start making a comeback. You can take things in your life and make them better. And if you start solving problems, you know, you solve a hundred easy problems, your life will be better. And then it just gets easier from there. You know, the better you make your life, the easier it is to solve more problems and do more things.
That's part of why people don't realize how powerful they can be if they don't they forget about things like compound interest and exponential progress. I mean, they're aware of the concepts, but they don't really think about it. That every time you get better at life, every time you get a bit faster, every time you get better at learning, and you get more efficient at dealing with tasks, now you're more powerful, and then you're in a better situation. Now you have more free time, more more money, more resources. Everything's easier for you. And that means that you can make progress even faster. The more progress you make, the more you can make progress. So it just builds on itself. It's such a virtuous cycle. And that could be you. What's to stop you? I mean, I know you're, you're 35 and a lot of things have gone wrong in your life. And you're sad about it and you're dwelling on things and you have emotional problems and blah, blah, blah. But, like, there's nothing really to stop you. You don't have to just spend the rest of your time at a mediocre job until you retire and then die. If you really wanted to, you know, you could start reading several hours a day. You could start learning. You could start changing things. You could clean your room. You could learn to type better. You could learn to read faster. You could learn to use audiobooks and multitask them on your commute. You could study history, and you could think about, is knowledge really power? Maybe you're not convinced, and that's okay, and you could look into it. You know, isn't that at least worth looking into, worth investigating? And you'll be a lot better off if you do these things. You'll be happier. It'll give your life meaning. If you don't do anything great, your, your life doesn't really matter. And there's limits on how happy you're going to be. And you'll have some short-term pleasures, but it's not super fulfilling. You have to actually try for something big and get there in order to be really happy and fulfilled. It's similar to how if you take responsibility for things and succeed, you're going to have a better life and you're going to like yourself more than if you're avoiding responsibility and, and trying not to do much or be responsible for much. A human being is like a whole species. One person is unique and, you know, cows are a unique category as opposed to elephants or blue jays. But like, each cow is broadly the same kind of thing as the next cow, just like each iPhone is the same as the next iPhone. One of them might be older and slower and have a scratch on it, but, you know, it basically does the same thing. But every person is actually unique and different. Not every person does the same thing. Each person has different ideas. All the cows are run by the same software. It's built into their genes, and yes, they vary a little with their... their, their gene pool has some variance in it. Different cows have slightly different genes, but, you know, it's, it's all doing roughly the same stuff. Humans vary dramatically because they're not just about genes. They have ideas. Call them memes if you want to. But they have ideas in a way that animals do not have. And each person has a different set of ideas. Each person sees the world a little bit differently. And there's a lot of ways that people make themselves similar. Like they, they conform. 
they put effort into conformity. They put effort into learning the same things as the next person and being similar to the next person. But even, even with all that effort into making themselves fit in, people still vary a great deal. Like, like say you date 10 women. They're all going to be kind of the same in some ways, probably. You know, maybe all 10 of them like to have dates at restaurants and drink wine. But they're all different people. Like, once you get to know them, you're going to realize that they all think about things in different ways, have different skills. They're not actually the same person. They're not, you can't just substitute one of them with another one. If you're going to, like, marry them and have a long-term relationship. If you just want to hook up, you know, their anatomy isn't very unique. But their mind is unique. People don't tell children very often that it's their birthright, that, that they could be great. You don't have to be like the smart kid or the genius or something. People, people tell them like platitudes. They tell them all this meaningless stuff about how they can do important things and change the world. But they don't tell it to them in like a real way. They don't tell them, like, actual facts. Like, so here's some facts people don't talk about very much. If you can create $100 of value for 10 million people, that's a billion dollars. If you can do 1% of that, you know, you, you try and you don't come very close at all. You get 1% of the way there. That's still $10 million. So why are you aiming so much lower than that? And people talk about helping people, and they donate their time, and they donate to charity. And you want to help people, create a billion dollars, and then sell it to them at a 70% discount. So you got $300 million, and then all your customers got $700 million of value that they're coming out ahead. Which is what rich people do. You know, the billionaires... It's not like they took 100% of the value they created. They created a billion dollars and kept it all. No. Like, the average person who has a billion dollars, they created, like, $10 billion of wealth, and then they charged, like, 10% of what they created. And they said, all right, all right, you take 90% of the value, and I'll take a 10% cut. And they just gave away most of the value. Because, you know, if you're going to get uber-rich... You, you can afford to do that. Why not? A billion dollars is sort of enough. And I mean, it's also easier to sell things if it's a great value. Like people, you know, it's easier to have a successful business if you're offering this great value where you're passing most of the value onto the customer and just keeping a slice for yourself. You know, people appreciate that and they'll buy your thing and they'll tell their friends that it's great and, you know, it does help you spread it. So it's not just like a sacrifice. But that is the sort of ratio that happens, is you're, you're giving away a lot more value than you're charging for. I don't mean giving away, but like negotiating away. <coughs> <coughs> like say the maximum price that someone would pay is $100 but you end up negotiating that they'll buy it for $10. They're going to be really happy, but you're still getting $10. So 
so that's great for everyone. But like, if you if you think big in like a more of a, a concrete way, that's like meaningful. Like, you can make a website that can handle ten million visitors in a year. That's not that hard. And what could you do that would offer a hundred dollars of value to ten million visitors to your website? Well, there's a lot of things that people suffer with. People have trouble with dating. There's a lot of guys. There's more than ten million American men who are having quite a lot of suffering about dating, a lot of stress and nervousness, bad times. They also, you know, spend a lot more than $100 on it. You know, they take all these women out on dates, and they pay for dinner for two people, and they buy drinks, and blah, 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 and then they go on three dates, and then she dumps them. And that happens all the time. So, you know, what would, what it, would it be worth for a guy for their dating to go a lot better? To have a lot fewer false starts, have some more confidence, and to be rejected a bit less, and to know how to deal with things so it's not so scary. You know, that's, for a lot of guys, that's worth thousands of dollars, like easily, right? Like just what you'll save on like taking the wrong girl out to dinner and buying her stuff. You know, you're going to save hundreds of dollars if you could be better at this. So. So if, if you made a website where you helped people with this, and it was actually effective and good and worked, um, and you, you spread it and, and people saw it and people were helped, that's an example of how you could make a significant dent in the world, and you could make a billion dollars, and you could save them you know, many billions of dollars worth of headaches and other problems. That's not impossible. Like. There are, in fact, good ideas about dating, which you can actually go read right now, and you can buy like a great book on it for 50 bucks at uh, girlschase.com. There's other problems people have. There's lots of them. People fight with their wives. People fight with their husbands. People diet. They, they put a lot of work into dieting and exercise. And they, they suffer a lot and they spend money on it and they have so many problems with it. If you could tell them how to think more rationally about dieting, you don't even have to solve the whole problem, you just help them make it like hurt a bit less. And that could easily be worth $100 and be something that would appeal to more than 10 million people. And hell, I already know that no answers for some of these things. Like... I could tell you the answers about diet if you really wanted to know and would put the work into understanding it. And then you could try a hundred times, make a hundred different websites. Make one website a month for, what, eight years? And each time you try a different approach to how to explain diet to people and you get feedback and you try again. And if you, if you took good ideas about it, and you tried a hundred times, and made a hundred websites, and marketed them all, and got visitors, and got feedback, and I can't guarantee you would succeed, but it's possible. That's something you could try. You don't have to just go through your life trying to do small things. Like, there are reasonably approachable ways to try to do something bigger and better on a larger scale. And, and even if it doesn't succeed, you know, in a huge way, you might still make a living doing it without having to go have a boss and a schedule and a commute. And those aren't even the biggest things you could do. You know, those are just practical things that would make the world a little better. 
and there's a lot less effort going into them than there should be. I mean, there's there's effort going into them. There's a lot of effort going into diet stuff. It's just that it's so stupid and irrational. If you would if you would put the effort in to actually be good at thinking about it, and and basically most of what the effort that goes into diet stuff and the products available are on the like myths and superstition level. And if you would go in with more of a scientific mindset and a rational mindset, you know, there's there's not nearly enough people trying to do that. And then you can make something better. And it's the same with dating. Like, the reason people are having such a bad time is because they have basically a myths and superstition level of understanding of how dating works and what to do. And, and when a small number of people started approaching it more like a science and doing test experiments and recording data about what happened and writing down what works and what doesn't work and trying to test what actually works or not, you know, it, it only took, you know, years, not, not decades, not geniuses, just, you know, some reasonably regular people just takes a few years and a bit of a scientific mindset and they can have significantly better ideas than the typical ones. But you know, there's a lot of big stuff people could be doing too. Like, people people worry about gossip and Facebook when they could be worrying about exploring the stars, harnessing nuclear power, understanding the multiple universes implied by quantum physics, programming AIs, curing cancer, curing aging, automating all the easy, boring jobs in the world to rescue billions of people from manual labor and drudgery, or, you know, understanding philosophy, understanding ideas, learning how reason and morality work better and better and better, because there's no bounds on how good at those things you can be. And they matter. You could be spending your time trying to fix schooling. Schooling is so fucking broken, and it's just destroying the minds of the majority of people. And then they go on to have small little petty lives where they gossip on Facebook as if they're still in school. They have some shitty job, and they don't even do it very well. Because they learned that working sucks, and thinking sucks, and reading sucks, and you just try to avoid it and muddle through life, and you don't really understand what you're doing, and that's how school works, and that's what they do in the rest of their lives, too. But it doesn't have to be that way. Like, you're not born to that fate. You are born a universal knowledge creator. You are born with a mind that can understand anything. It's just up to you to do it. Some people are more inspired when they're young, when they're in college, maybe. But it usually doesn't last. They try a few things and they get beaten down and people are mean to them. And people think that they're young and naive and idealistic and their optimism is ridiculous and they're nothing special. And, and people get crushed one by one by society and school and their parents. And they give up. You don't have to give up though. And things get better once you're independent, once you have some money then we live in a free society. Like, you can just do whatever you want. You don't have to deal with all the bullshit. Like, you can pretty much just be left alone and 
It doesn't matter what the haters think. They have no control over you. There's, there's no need to get crushed by them. They can be ignored. You don't need a lot of people to like you. People have a hard time making money, but if you're smart, it's not that hard. And if you're not smart, you can, you know, knowledge of power, learn more, get smart. Don't do it later, do it now. Like, the sooner you get smart and powerful, you know, everything's going to go better from there, and it's going to build on itself. The more you put it off, the more it's never going to happen. A lot of kids don't know what they can do in life. They know conventional categories. They could be a firefighter. They could be an airline pilot. They could work at a factory. They could work in an office. And those aren't very, that's not very helpful advice. That's not a good way to like tell people about the world. And it's not really telling them what they are and what they could be. Most kids don't like the library because their parents don't like the library and they pass on the same bad ideas. It's not that the library is inherently an unlikable place. Lots of kids want to know things. They're curious. They ask lots of questions. And then their parents and teachers get annoyed and don't like questions. And tell them to shut up. And they stop being curious when they're 10. And they learn the world is a nasty place. And then by the time they're free, when they're 25, you know, they've, they've given up years and years ago. And now they're busy with all their problems because they're trying to, they're trying to have a house and a wife and a family and a job and, you know, they're trying to do all the things that an adult is supposed to do and they're not very good at thinking so they have a hard time with all this stuff and they do it inefficiently and that, that keeps them busy. And then they just have an ongoing string of disasters and problems and things don't work how they thought it would work because they're not very good at thinking because they never went to the library and they never liked reading and they never liked learning. But your life doesn't have to be that way. You're going to die in a few decades. Like, you need to, people, people say things like seize the day, but they don't mean it. Like, there's, there's a real thing there, though. That, that's different than the, the things people say and then don't act on, like their New Year's resolution. I'm going to seize the day more this year. And, and then they get two books from the library and read half of one. And then they return them in, at the end of February and pay a late fee. Like, that stuff is pathetic, but learning things is a real thing. It really works. It really makes your life better. Solving problems, making, cleaning your room, organizing your life, figuring out how to be more efficient, figuring out how to do things better, how to type better, how to be better and faster at reading and watching and listening and solving problems. Those are all things. You can work on them. And yes, the library has a lot of bad books and you might have to read, you know, more than two before you find one that's actually good and helpful. You know, you might have to look around a bit and search and keep searching. But don't just give up on your life and, and accept just decades of mediocrity followed by death and not mattering. It's so stupid to do that. It's such a waste. Take yourself seriously. 
Take your mind seriously. Respect yourself. Look into what is a human being? What are you capable of? Like, actually research that. Try to learn it. There are, there are a lot of opinions on the matter by a small minority of people who have, who have put thought into it. Familiarize yourself with it. Learn what Ayn Rand thought. Learn what Karl Popper thought. Learn what other people thought, too, that I don't like so much. Learn about Locke and Hume. Learn about Descartes. Learn about Kant. Learn Plato. Learn Aristotle. Like, inform yourself and make up your own mind. Why not? What are you doing instead that's so much better and so much more important? Why are you so caught up in tiny little things? How much of what you're doing won't matter in six months? And how much of it is just like, I'm going to fall in love just like everyone else did. I'm going to have sex. I'm going to rub my genitals on another person. And that's what I want in life. And I don't care about anything higher. I just want short-term pleasures. I'm going to dance and party and get drunk and turn my mind off. Is that the life you want? I'm going to go to work every day and get a paycheck and watch TV afterwards. And it's all worth it because family. I'm raising a kid who's suited for nothing better than my life. I'm raising a kid who asks questions and I get annoyed with him and yell at him. And then he learns not to ask questions. Is that what gives your life meaning?